like, what's going on? Shooting USA, and then say your name, and I'm like, Amber Hargrove with, and he'll go, Bobby, Bobby Bushcraft. Bushcraft. You guys like, just started this podcast. I love it. It's day oh. three <laughs> from the SHOT Show in the Sands Convention Center. We're in the Smith & Wesson booth. She's and already introduced herself. I've already introduced myself. I'm Amber Hargrove, and uh, I'm with... Bobby Bushcraft. Dude, if you people out there in the world are like me and Leslie Scouting, you guys know Naked and Afraid on Discovery Channel. And if you do know that show, then I guarantee you know this face. <laughs> One of the most decorated participants. Is Are you a contestant? Are you a participant? You're a survivalist. I know that. Yeah, I am. I, I guess you could consider a contestant. I mean, the overall picture of going out in the wild and surviving is the best part of it is you're stripped of everything and you get to go out there and just push your limits. I mean, imagine taking your shoes off barefoot, just walking in your backyard. Most people can't do it. It's like basic survival skills. I mean, you are stripped of everything, going out in the wild and making it happen. What's interesting to me about that show on a number of fronts first and foremost and I mentioned this to you when we met every episode that I watch it's the conditions are, are nightmarish they are and nobody's getting paid there is no million dollar check like on Survivor <laughs> there is no you know I mean there's no money at the end of it so what What's the drive? Oh, my gosh. I crave it. So I've done three seasons. I've done two 21-day challenges and a 40-day challenge XL in Ecuador. And it's funny because people ask me, why do you keep going back? These bugs destroy your body. You get parasites every right. single time. I mean, you're putting your life on the line, and there's no monetary gain in it. Right. You just, I'm obsessed with challenges. Okay. I am so driven by them that if I hear about a challenge, I'm like, let's go do it. If I want to learn something new, I'm like, I'm there. I wrestle alligators. I want to put myself in a little bit of an adrenaline moment. In the Amazon, I got in the water with black caiman or piranhas. I mean, I they taste great, by the way. Okay. But I'm just saying that I love challenges. And it's I love pushing my limits. As a, as a strong female, I'm like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to destroy this. That is, I mean. Uh, I, I'm smiling I, I, right I have now. No, I have I'm no like, words for that. Because the thought of being swarmed by bugs, the thought for me at least my breaking point would be the lack of sleep. There's How do you sleep? How do you rest? It's actually really difficult. My first challenge in the Everglades with my partner, Ryan, we were swarmed by mosquitoes, and nobody really knows this behind the scenes in the Everglades is the producer said, you are not allowed to have a fire at nighttime. What? And I said, uh, uh, what? I said, are yeah. you insane? Because um, we have bugs, we have alligators, we have snakes out here. We have to be aware of our surroundings and sure. we have to stay warm. And it was cold at nighttime, but naked. And she said, absolutely not. We had a previous uh, situation happen a month ago where in Belize, they actually burnt their back with third degree burns because yes. the fire rolled out the coal. Yes. And she says, we're not going to deal with that anymore. So we fought it tooth and nail. I mean, at night you could hear the mosquitoes coming in and Entertainment Weekly did a short video of me showing my body where my eye was swollen shut on day three because of the mosquitoes and my lip was swollen I had at least probably 500 bites all over my body well that leads into kind of the next question and where we can go in this conversation and that is how much and obviously some uh, input does the production staff have when you all are out and on location on a survival adventure? Well, when the production team is out there, they're not allowed to speak to you. Right. All they do is guide you in a situation. They say, all right, you guys have to walk exactly. You are given four-mile radius to pick your location for filming. Okay. And then they said, once you pick it, you don't get to get up and leave. And we're like, oh, my gosh, so it's a one-shot deal. Right. And when we first started filming the Everglades, I argued with my partner the fact that he selected an area with, on two bodies of water on the left and right. And I said, you know what? Let me tell you a secret about this. I've been out here before. I've been around these alligators. There's a lot of mosquitoes by water. I said, we just need to move away just a little bit. And plus, there were lines on the tree to the highest mark the water has ever been to. Sure. 
And I was just trying to think as a survivalist and a best situation. The producer said, oh, no, this is the best filming location we could pick. And we were stuck there. Mm. And it was the worst location, hands mm. down. So they do have a lot of input, but they are not allowed to speak to you at all. The camera crew, anybody, until the end of the day, the questions and answers come up, and that's all you get. Far out. I don't want to overstep too much the production because we know you've alluded to another one that's coming up. Correct. However much you can speak about that is great. If not, we can just continue on. But it's fascinating to me from two fronts. One, obviously, the idea of being in these harsh environments in a survival situation with nothing more than maybe a knife, uh, maybe a fire kit, something like that, and a map. And then the television production side of the coin is my profession and my experience. So I have an understanding of what it takes to go to you know a national level shooting sports event and try to make cameras work in that environment. Mm -hmm. It's nothing compared to what these guys have to deal with out there. We're oh my gosh! And I, you know, I give so much props to my camera crew because even in the Amazon, they were their feet were soaked all day long. They were getting trench foot. Sure. It was so bad, and they endured everything we do. And they're never giving credit for it. So I, if you guys are listening out there, I just want to say thank you to my boomstick guy, the camera crew. I mean, there were some times where I was like, I feel so bad for them. Not even me, with all the, the gear that they're carrying, going through these mud, going through the rivers. I mean, they are getting destroyed by everything. And they still truck it out. It's far out, man. I know. I'm and it's a neat show, and that's why the show is successful. Uh, mm -hmm. Naked and Afraid, Naked and Afraid XL on Discovery Channel. Bobby Bushcraft, tell me about your background. So I'm an Army veteran, like Amber, and I'm a retired police sergeant. Okay. So after I retired, I started doing content for uh, media uh, production and providing video, photograph content. Uh, we just teamed up. Uh, I've known Amber about four years, and uh, we're we come more from the knife world, survival world. Sure. I'm big into knives. Um, we're, we've been doing recently content with uh, Knives Illustrated and American Survival Guide. Okay. And uh, now we're teaming up, and we're going to. Uh, we have a new company. We're going to talk about. Amber has some uh, cards on her there. I, I do, actually. Gonna... Um, we started a company called uh, We Are Women of the Wild. Okay. And what it is, it has to do with um, two other strong female survivalists as well, KJ Jones and Kimberly Mitchell as well. They're both uh, professional knife throwers. Most people know her, know them in the industry itself. And we decided to team up with us three women and come together and start doing product reviews. We started a YouTube channel. Okay. We started our Instagram. And right now, currently, we're looking for certain different companies to join our team right. so that we can kind of be their catalog model as well as facilitator using the equipment because well, we have the brains and knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And there is a difference between just hiring some out of a Model, catalog yeah. bottle with a nice headshot and all of that to hold your knife <laughs> or your <laughs> yes. survival shovel or whatever product it might be. There's a difference between finding somebody like you who yeah. has not only the background and the experience, but especially the public resume now. Yep. I mean, you're known as somebody who can really get down and do it. And mm -hmm. uh, that gives you, there's that value piece. So for me to sit and watch the show and go, there's no money at the end of this, it's really not about winning on the show. It's making that an insurmountable piece for your resume and then branching out into the industry. And that's how we get here today because Hogue. Yep. And Hogue Knives have, right. has kind of partnered with you guys. Talk about that. So with Hogue, um, Neil reached out to me. I met him at uh, Blade Show. Yep. Kind of an entertaining story. So I had Mike <laughs> Zeba, who is a phenomenal knife folder creator and designer. Mm -hmm. I was doing an interview with him, and he cut the back of my hand with his knife, showing me, flipped it out, and okay. blood started going <laughs> everywhere in my hand. And okay. I'm like, 
Oh, um, I was like, all right, I'm in the middle of my interview. How do I handle this? And I knew it was a lot of blood, so I just cut my hand. And I, uh, I'm a pretty tough chick and handle pain. It was pretty bad. I know I needed stitches, so Yikes. I just held my hand. I finished up the interview, and then booth right next to us with Ho- was Hogue Nice. Sure. And I went up to this gentleman. I had no idea who he was, and I said, "Hi, sir. I'm really sorry. Do you have any band aids?" And he goes, "Oh, what do you need?" And I showed him, and blood went everywhere. And oh, he was like, goodness. "Oh," and he actually put glue on it for me. Yeah. And he goes, hi, I'm Neil Hogue. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what an honor to meet you. And then he was like, I love your personality. I would love for you to meet my wife and my family in the Hogue world. I started showing him some of my designs, my knife designs. Okay. And he loved them. Right. Great. So now I'm going to be teaming up with them in the future. I look forward to it. I've designed a camp knife, a Potential signature models from the Hogue Knives catalog. I like that very much. Yeah. It's a great great company. They're great. The whole family's phenomenal. It's a family company, and we've known them and had partnerships with them that go back almost 20 years. Um, I've known Aaron and Pat, and then Neil watched him grow up and take on. I mean, I was there with them when it was the beginning of Hogue Knives, and he aspired at that point to enter into the high-end knife market, not make another Me Too kind of a folding knife or outsource. I mean, really wanted to tap that. That, that market that's genuinely hard to get into, the, the yes. places oh, where, we like, just Emerson's and, right. you know, these higher-end knife companies live. Yep. Um, and they've done a beautiful job of it, yep. and they've attained some real success. They have some unique designs, the partnership with Alan Lishwitz. Yep. Things mm-hmm. like that make all the difference. In addition to that, I mean, it's gotten big enough that they've moved production here to Nevada yep. because of some of the restrictive laws in California. California. Now, they still continue with the the stocks and all of the overmolded product that makes Hogue what Hogue is, but all of the knife production is here. Um, he also tells me, Aaron tells me, that they have a program where um, where they are assembling knives and they're employing uh, veterans and, and people yeah. who have... Uh, right. We went and toured the factory and everybody there, all the, all the employees loved, you know, they felt like they were treated like family sure. when they were there, and they really enjoyed it. It was, it was a theme I think we walked away from seeing how the production's done. Neil takes tremendous care, and when he comes up to an employee, I mean, he knows that person's name. He knows their family. He knows, you know, what's going on with their kids. You know, it's a really good company. Exciting times. Yeah, it's definitely an honor to be a part of it. And as soon as we got done with all the interviews, we actually put their whole family history of Hogue, the beginning, into where they are now. And we've got to learn a little bit behind the scenes and how um, Aaron at first was like, I'm not sure about the knife world coming and joining us. And he told me straight up. He said, he goes, I was against it at first. I'm not going to lie because it is hit or miss. You have these gun companies that say, I would like to start designing their own knives. Mm -hmm. And if it fails, it's going to hurt that, you know, Mm -hmm. reputation that they already have created. And and I'm really excited because the people on their team have designed some phenomenal knives. And I'm it, really excited. I think that's it. the key thing is they're designing, they're manufacturing, and they're producing to their standards. All in which, the USA. Which is all, yeah, all in the United that. States, which is different from other companies that have tried to dip in. Mm-hmm. And they employ some other company offshore, perhaps, to just do some kind of a knife and brand it. Right. It doesn't work that way in that high-end market. Correct. So You're right. It's fun, to, it's fun to see for them. And I'm thrilled for their success. And I'm glad that they've partnered with you all because I think it's a win. I definitely do. I mean, and yeah. so far, coming out here to SHOT Show, we have met some phenomenal people yeah. in the Hogue booth itself. I mean, yesterday, yeah. um, that gorgeous lady came in and I had no idea who she was and she was like oh I'm a gold medal Olympics I'm like what? Right. Oh what Lainey Barnes. Barnes yes yeah so I, it was I amazing was, my, the first time I met Lainey Barnes I knew who she was because I follow I know biathlon it's one of the absolute 
most challenging physical shooting combinations that exists. I mean, yep. there is nothing more challenging. And if you look at those athletes and how they are able to do breath control and pulse rate control yep. in conjunction with ultra precise shooting, it's mind boggling. And when she started to appear on the multi-gun front, mm -hmm. the rifle shooting was frankly easy for her because <laughs> yes. she's used to shooting little tiny targets with a heart rate in the neighborhood of 170 and now, you know, multi-gun is like, well, I, mean, I can phone that in. That target's huge. No problem. <laughs> right? But she had to work on the pistol shooting. She had to work on the shotgun shooting. So, man, uh, super, super ambassador, and it's neat to see them partner with her as well. I, she's a I fun really person to meet, yeah, too. They're getting some really great people, really Good. great representation. And I think that's, you know, by and large, that's the industry. So I, I mean, definitely for that. And we actually follow you and watch you all the time and talk to some really great people, too. So we appreciate you. We just want to say thank you for the imprint you actually yeah. put out there on the market as well because we need more influence like you, people are willing to go out there and give people stories sure, or just, right. you know, make that great connection as yep. well. Yeah. Because that was one of our motivations to join up with Knives Illustrated and just give light to the knife makers itself, the you people bet. who work so hard. And there's other gun designers out there too that right. are never given the right there's credit. the unknowns that are out there that you make bet. some phenomenal the stuff. The hidden gems. Yeah, the That's hidden right. gems. So we decided to create another website called Forging Across America. Okay. I create. I developed it about two years ago, and I got the motivation from Blade Show. And I walked in, I said, oh, my gosh, what if I was to create a, a TV show called Forging Across America, traveling to all these hidden gems throughout America, these blacksmiths, right. given Me. behind the scenes. And you're in their forge, I, as opposed exactly. to trying to bring those guys out, like yes. the Correct. show, you know, Forged right. in Fire, and have those guys under a time pressure with Correct. tools that aren't it theirs. Really I like is. this. I like right. where you're going with this. And yeah. then, and it's not going to be just, we'll be there with them, we'll be the th in their company, we'll sure. go into their house, we'll go see how they live. It'll be some and uh, imagine comical. That, yes. It'll be. Well, well, I mean, it should be natural and organic. And right. if it's funny, it's funny. And if the guy's serious, he's serious. But it's his tools in his forge. Yep. And I love that idea because there are. I mean, there are countless guys out there that just put their name on their blade, and it's so-and-so blade. Right. That's and right. they might do 20 a year, and they might be $1,000, $1,500 a piece because each one is done as an individual work of art, functional art. Yep. It, it's true. I mean, even we found uh, Dark Timber Custom Knives, Peter right. Kohler, you know, that gentleman is on a four-year wait just to get a custom blade from him. And I seen his work, and I actually did an interview for him in March and got to meet him and his personality, and I look at his work, and I'm like, you are a genius. So is this going? You guys have this under... Not yet. We're, we we're building it. We're actually okay. looking for investors to come yep. in to help us start the program itself. But okay. one thing, we've got our website on. We're really trying to push it right now to even gun shooters out right. there, professional gun shooters. I mean, we yep. want to open it up. If you're forging across America, why not give the best of all the worlds out there? You have the best bow shooter. You have the best um, hunter, for example. We yep. met Mr. Jim yesterday. Yep. Jim Shockey. Oh, yep. nice. Talked to yeah, him. He was awesome. Really sweet guy. Yeah. And he's excited. And it was just... There's so many good people that we could cover and give back to what people really want to see, the fans. There's, there's those people out there. We're all here right now, and we know who the people are here, sure. whether you come up to somebody. But, you know, people don't know who in other industries, if they're watching on TV, who's Jim Jockey? Yeah. Who's, who's Michelle Viscusi? Yeah. Who's, you know, uh, Jesse Harrison? Like, who's that? Well, we would like to do a show where we go around forging across America, like right. a road trip, and we show and highlight these people put it on national term, you know, if it's a national or even a cable network, mm -hmm. so it gets out to the masses. I Interesting. mean, even one of the uh, tribes, the native tribes we found in Alaska, we got permission from the tribe to actually come and film there. Only the women forge the knives in huts. That's cool. 
And why not start there? Why not bring that to light? And then there's some, um, actually in the Whiskey Hills, there's a gentleman who forges knives, barely wearing any clothes. He's yeah. a little crazy, but his work yeah, it's, I'm beautiful. sure it's spot there, on. There's people and I'm like, oh, there, this is guy, alive. There's a guy I went to, uh, I was in South America for two weeks in August. And I went down with uh, Joe Flowers from Condor Knives. Mm -hmm. He owns Bushcraft Global. Okay. And we go down there and there's a guy, he's a... Uh, He's actually, he's been living there for 30 years. He grew up in Germany, but he lives in Colombia in the jungle. Like, I mean, he's in the jungle. Okay. And he makes beautiful, beautiful handcrafted knives that you can't really get, and they have export problems down there. So the only way to get his knives, really, is to go down there and get one from him. But these are the kind of people we want to show and, and, and get it out to the rest of the world. Because I love it. I think you're onto something. I'm really excited about it. I mean, all it took was one spark at Blade Show to look through and all these talented knife makers and not given credit and light. And I'm like, right. I really want to start interviewing people and give back to the community. Right. Excellent. It's Whether not, it's shooting it, uh, guns or just it, even knife throwing. That's key like, what you just it. said, too, because Blade Show is nowhere near the size yeah. of what this is. This is right. beautiful here. I'm, yeah. I love walking through here and all these it people. It can be overwhelming. It, yes. it is. They, uh, the, they released some statistics this morning that I was reading. Uh, Twelve and a half miles of aisle this year. If you were to walk into each individual booth throughout the course of the show hours, you could only spend 22 seconds per booth to have enough time through the entire show hours, all of the days, to make it to every, every booth. Wow. So it is, uh, it's overwhelming, yeah, and you have, to be, you have to be targeted in this environment. It's just simply too big otherwise. I mean, you would just take off walking and walk 12 miles and never stop. I've right? got to admit that there's so many people that reached out to us and said, hey, we'd love for you to come to our booth, and we could do a fun little interview. And I'm like, oh, we are, we've had like 20 people reach out, and they're mm -hmm. all over the place. And yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. we just don't have enough time. you got to plan it. I mean, one gentleman yesterday left uh, two lamb from Ronin Tactics. He was actually going to be the first episode we were going to film originally for Fortune, um, Fortune Across America. And we were really excited to meet him. And he wrote me and he goes, we're leaving Wednesday, so if you don't get here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, yep. there's just yeah. no way. We went and spent five days with Ronan Tactics. With, uh, two I did the knife Colorado. fighting training yeah. and shooting. Yeah, cool. Oh, I felt like a beast. Super it was cool. awesome. That's fun stuff. Well, <laughs> forging across America is the concept. Mm -hmm. I, You know, it, in this new media environment, maybe it doesn't need to be on a network television show. Maybe it just right. exists somewhere in where people can see it and you, it. you drive viewership YouTube. that way. We I mean, can YouTube can support it. it. I mean, there are all sorts of other venues. It's a new media world these days. It is. I love it. I definitely enjoy I it. I mean, we this piece of new media was born from a traditional network television show. But, you know, here we are talking to the people on the Internet, and we'll be out in front of all of them here this afternoon. So. I love it. I appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for being supportive of him because he has brought so much light and credit to everybody. So for we appreciate many years. you. Yeah, I appreciate it, you guys. Thanks, Amber. Thanks, thank Bobby. Thank you so much. More from the SHOT Show. Stay tuned.